0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. All right, folks, welcome into That's Your Opinion with Chicken Smoot. And it is Super Bowl week as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get set to really host the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, So here's a strange situation, because once again, we're being confounded by Mr. Fred Smoot. Uh, I've got a special guest coming on the show. It's especially specifically for Mr. Smoot, uh, who right now is uh, in the wind. Um, so I expect him to be here shortly. Uh, if the guest shows up first, we'll talk to the guest and hopefully surprise Mr. Smoot with Mr. Guest. Uh, but we, as we get ready here, Chick Hernandez here, Fred Smoot somewhere, and our guest uh, will be coming by shortly. But it is Super Bowl week, and what a strange season it has been, certainly uh, with the pandemic. Games being postponed, rescheduled to a certain degree. The NFL did a good job of getting the entire schedule in. And here we are, Super Bowl 55 from Tampa, Florida. And this should be interesting. Uh, let's see uh, who's popping in here. We're looking for the guest. And all right. So we're going to admit one. All right. I see we've got some help here. Uh-huh. One second, no worries. This is the That's Your Opinion podcast with Chicken Smoot. We have a developing situation here. And I see our guest has arrived. The Hall of Fame, of fame, fame, fame jokes, jokes, Joe Gibbs, jokes, can you jokes, hear me? Can you hear me? What's left of him? Yeah. Can you <laughs> hear me? Can yeah, you yeah, hear I, me? I, I, can, I can hear I can you hear fine. You I fine got a him. little bit of a uh, reverb, but that's OK. Um. So here's the situation, Joe. And I don't think you've ever had to deal with this in the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> my guest, not my guest, my co host, Mr. Smoot, is in the wind right now. He's supposed to be here, uh, but he is not. Um, which happens sometimes. That, that, that sounds like Smoot. That's, That's what I'm saying. Like That's Let's what I'm saying. We're doing um, a Smoot deal and Smoot's not there. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, I talked to him yesterday and he's going to hear this because hopefully he's going to join us. I've been texting him. I might even call him while we're doing this. Um, but this is, this is the dude, man. He's like, he's a very intelligent, funny dude, but sometimes you just go, where is he? <laughs> Mentally and physically. Gosh.
2: Well, I sympathize with you. Okay, Now you know what I had to put up with. Yes. I, I had more than one Smoot running around out there. So
1: <laughs> no question about that. Um, so we'll just, we'll start here and, uh, we're, we're rolling down and hopefully Mr. Smoot will join us here. I promise you this has been in the works. I've been telling him, I've got a special guest for him. He's like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And I don't know where he's at. Um,
2: so- you're, you're talking about one of, one of my, my special people. I gotta tell you, um, We love Smoot. And I say we, the very first time that, um, you know, when everything came up and it it was obvious that um, Steve was going to leave and the Redskins were, at that point, you can still say Redskins, were going to, um, you know, have a new coach. Uh, We were tuning into some show out of Washington. My wife happened to hear it. And they asked Smoot, what do you think about the new coaching situation? And Smoot goes, I'll tell you what they ought to do. They ought to get Gibbs back here. (laughs) And from that point on, he's been Pat's favorite and uh, my favorite, too, to be quite truthfully. I can tell you some stories about Smooter.
1: Yeah. Well, we may need that. Uh, since yeah. he's right now, uh, he is uh, MIA, um, which is funny cause he, he cops to He's a, he says he's a trendsetter. He says, I wish he was here right now. He says that the whole color rush thing, one colored uniform, right? The, the burgundy yeah. pants, burgundy shirt. He goes, I was on coach Gibbs to get that done from the get go. I'm the one, I'm the one. Um, is that true? I think he's probably right on that. Wow. Wow. You no. Know.
2: He those guys would all get together, but Smoot was lots of times was the mouthpiece. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Still <laughs> is. He would, be, he would be talking to me and he still is, yeah. But uh I got I got a lot of stories about Smoot and to be truthful, uh something that I think probably a lot of the fans there probably don't even know about this, but you know, um after everything that happened with Sean Taylor, mm-hmm. Um, we started a process there that was so painful. And we almost, after we had, um, we got on a run at the end of the year, we had to win four, four games at the end of the year. Uh, we had the Bear game was up first and um, we're playing that game and Fred gets hit in there and um You know, he's spitting blood and all kinds of stuff. He goes to the locker room, and um, they had the TV in there. And so he sees on TV that now Chicago's starting to pick on our corner there. Right. Because he's not in there. And they said that he told the trainer, hey, go get me such and such out of the other room. And when the trainer left, he took off running. (laughs) He goes right past me on the sideline. Right back into the game, and played the rest of that game. Um, I I gotta tell you, I think I think Fred uh, loved football. I think he was made to play football, mm-hmm. uh, and he had he had a lot of fun with it too. And, uh, and I think that all carries over to the team. You know, I had I think I had the reputation to be a milk toast, and everybody saw me on the sideline with. You know, they they thought I was (laughs) a vanilla wafer. I loved all the different uh, characters we had. And uh, certainly Fred was one of those for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, So we got a game this week. It's the the two-week break. You've been through that. Um, What's the most difficult part for a head coach when you got that, or is it difficult, a two-week break before the biggest game uh, in the players' and coaches' lives? It's a big deal. And I think
2: it's really important on how you handle it. And the real problem is you got tickets, you got family, you got shoe deals, you got everything in the world going with the players. And of course, what you want as a coach is for them to be focused on the game plan. (laughs) You got to play the game. And so The way we chose to handle it, and, um, you know, it worked out good for us, but we told the players the first week there, hey, look, handle all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of personal stuff. You want to enjoy all this. Have fun with it. But get your family all set, what you're going to do as far as traveling, who's going to go. Get the tickets all set. Get your shoe deals all set. (laughs) Get them (laughs) over with the first week. And the other thing that we felt like was really important was um, we did not want to give the game plan to the players early. When you do that, you know, our feeling is they get bored. Sure. You give them a game plan uh, with two weeks to go and they get bored with it. You know, it's this, the human mind seems to, the more pressure is kind of put on it. Uh, there's a, Stimulation to that. Sure. And so we, we tried to go the first week, get everything taken care of, let the coaches work on the game plan, get it ready, don't give it to the players, have light workouts and what have you. And then the next week, try and make it from a preparation a lot like a regular week. And so that was kind of, we thought that was really important. Um, and I used to emphasize to the players look, when it comes to our practices, and um, the meeting time, really make sure that you are, you know, focused, and yes, you're enjoying things, but remember, we got to play a game, and it's so important, and so those were some of the key things I felt like, you know, when, uh, and then, of course, the night before the game, we used to make sure that that was a huge deal for us always, that we went Someplace else quiet, right away from the family, had a chance to spend that night and then uh, get up, you know, and then go through our, our, our game plan meetings and what have you, right? And I always remember in Minnesota the night before I just told um, everybody, you know, in the front office, get us someplace quiet. And so we got on the buses that night before that, <laughs> that game and we started riding. And this is snow. Okay. I mean, it, it was six feet on the oh. side of the road, you know, piled up. And we were going, and I swear, it seemed like we were going forever. <laughs> I started to hear some of the players going, where are we going? Is this? You know what I mean? And we eventually pulled off that road and it was into a real quiet complex there. Um, and honestly, it worked out absolutely great. It was so quiet. It was away from everything. And of course the game being at six o'clock, I actually slept that night. And I think a lot of the players slept in and had a great night's rest. And then of course, you know, um, just played a great game.
1: And this year's different in that. Yeah. There's two weeks to, to separate the games, but these guys aren't even showing up till late this week because of the pandemic and all that they faced. And so here you have coach, and I'm sure if you're a coach and you'd be salivating, having these two quarterbacks, you got Tom Brady, who's been there, done that. Um, and I'll ask you a question about Tom in a minute, but there's Tom Brady and then Patrick Mahomes who uh, just finished winning the whole darn thing. So who do, you, who do you give an edge to, or do you give an edge to somebody?
2: No, I, I think what's for me, what's really interesting is those two quarterbacks uh, because what it is that gives you the the complete contrast in two ways or two of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. You got one of them. It's in the pocket.
1: Mm-hmm. He's not
2: going to be. He's not going to be running or getting out of the pocket. Is um, one of the one of the great competitors that's played the game. Has a great arm and has, really understands the game. And obviously, it's gone to more Super Bowls than anybody can imagine. Um, On the other side, you got a guy that is all over the place. He can get out of hockey. He can run. He can make a lot happen. He can run an option. He can do all those things. And so it
1: is a complete contrast. With your credentials, is Tom Brady the, the GOAT? Is he the greatest of all time? I think it's hard to
2: say when you're talking about great athletes in almost any sport, I, I, I stay away from that. Yeah, okay.
1: That's, that's yeah,
2: there's, it's different eras. Uh, so many great ones have, have, have played quarterback, and I had three of them I thought were great. You know, all of them played great for us. Um, so I kind of stay away from that, but certainly he's one of the great competitors – um super bright he must be I haven't worked with him mm-hmm. he must be football really smart and um so and he's had I'm sure a lot of people would probably say that about him sure. but I, I hesitate anytime somebody tries to ask me can you say greatest of
1: all time this walkman franchise you have ties obviously to the two newest members of that staff and marty herney and martin mayhew uh what do you think of the moves that the organization has made over the you know really since ron rivera was hired
2: yeah i i I text ron and dan right off the bat uh on both those guys so marty and um uh, and martin i i really think they're two high quality people. They're very, very um, football smart. Um, And I think they were great additions. I think what Ron and Dan have done, I think they've got a great um, front office set up now. And I think they got a great football set up too. And so I'm excited about it as a, you know, I'm a Washington fan. I'm a Redskins fan too. Everything in my house is Redskins. I'm gonna still say <laughs> it, um, you know, I know we're we're we, we're gonna have a new name, and I understand all that, and I understand the change too. Uh, but you know, um, huge Washington fan. Everybody here in our race complex mm-hmm. is sworn an oath when they come in <laughs> that they're they're Washington fan. <laughs>
1: They're not allowed to cheer for anybody else. That's nice. They have to sign a document that says that, do they? Yes, Uh, yes, yes. It's official. It's official. uh, You you mentioned at the top of this about Fred Smoot going back into a game after being injured. Uh, What did you make of Alex Smith returning to football after what he's been through?
2: I I think you can – they need to do a movie on that one Uh, because I think for all of us – When we saw the injury and everything that took place, and then all the surgeries and everything that took place after that injury, um, you know, it was just an unbelievable, you know, comeback. And, you know, for him to go in and play the way he did this year, too, um, I, I really thought that was one of the great
1: sports stories that's out there. I mentioned Alex, I didn't mention Ron going, you know, fighting and kicking cancers, but in the middle of the season, Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you've been in that position of the head coach and what you have to do the toll it takes on a body. And then he had to go through that as well, which I think certainly, uh, the, his players watched him and said, well, we can't come weak. We've got to be right there with him, which they were. Yeah, I, I gotta tell you, I admire that guy so much. I know what it takes,
2: you know, the coaching and how, you know, obviously been through that and what a, what a tiring effort that is, you know, each and every week. And the fact that you would be going through treatment and everything that Ron did, I got to tell you, that guy's a stud.
1: Yeah, no question. he's <laughs> <guy's> a man. <laughs> All right, look, he's, he's just, he's just timed in. He's getting ready to come on. I'm just, I'm just going to sit here when he pops up. I just want you to suspend him. Find him for being late. Here we go. Okay. It's going to pop up. <laughs>
2: Here we go. Here I am. Mood. That's two thousand. Hey, $2,000 <laughs> being late. <laughs> I'm finding your rear end right now. Okay? Hey,
0: hey, 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 hey coach, believe me. You will have it at your front door. Chick, you wrong for this one, man. You know, I was out with my son. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm not supposed to know. You don't talk to me. No, my about? my son started football. You know they pushed football back, so they 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 it in the spring. So I was up there helping him out. And now you got now you got my guy out here. You got all my you granddad this, out here. Just, Come on,
1: this. coach. This is what I deal with, coach. All you gotta do is tell me that, and I will set it up for a different time. You said you were good at 12:30. I got the Hall of Famer here. We've been talking for 25 minutes. Hey, I'm shocked that you
0: had him for 25 minutes. He uses it. Go on, say what he's saying. He, he go on by his being the coach. How you doing,
2: coach? I'm doing good. I've told all kinds of smooth stories. And you, <laughs> weren't, you, weren't, you weren't here to defend yourself. <laughs> hey, hey. Let, me tell you, let me tell you another funny one on Smoot now that he's here. Cindy came back to me to coach, you know, the second time. And she's been with me forever and my assistant. So she's there in the office and everything. She said, she just told me this a little while ago, said you used to pull in in the morning and she get in her parking place and here would come Smoot in his Roller's Royce (laughs) (laughs) and with his his fur coat on (laughs) and Cindy. (laughs) Casey Raybox coming in a beat up pickup truck. And (laughs) I, I,
0: I love Casey Raybox. Casey was my guy. Casey doesn't care. He's gonna pull up with his pickup truck, he's gonna have a little deer blood on it, and he's gonna have a little piece of antler just in the back of it.
2: <laughs> but anyway, I was laughing because I sound just like Smooth. Uh, <laughs> and I also told him, Smooth, that you're Pat, my wife's favorite, because we caught you when it was obvious that the rescues were to change coaches. And they caught you on an interview there, and you said, I don't know if you remember this night. You said, "I'll tell you what they ought to do. They ought to get Gibbs back here." You gave me yeah. that one. And Pat, from that on, from then on, loves smooth. She loves smooth. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was because Coach
0: Spurrier had just quit on us. He had just he had just retired. I was driving down 85, and ESPN called me. And they like, could you stop in Atlanta to do an interview? And I was like, Yeah, I can stop in Atlanta to do an interview. And we were doing the interview, and they were like, Well, who's gonna be the next coach? And I was like, Man, I'm just so tired of switching coaches. How about we bring what worked back? How about we bring the guy that won all the Super Bowls back? I, I ain't got time to keep changing coaches all the time. How about y'all bring Coach Gills back? And just my luck, you and your wife were watching TV, coach. And like it blew me out just because y'all were watching TV, and then you end up being my coach. I said, This should have made me the best player in red. In history, right there.
2: You know, you know. Actually, when you said that, I hadn't said anything to Pat about thinking about coming back. Mm-hmm. It's been eleven years. Sure. yeah You actually said that, and a couple of other things were going on. And Coy went to go back to coaching, and my son, and that did prompt me in some ways. I kind of heard that, and I said, you know, that, and it gets you know, it just gets you thinking. But anyway, it was a. Great experience, great, great job going back. And then I always appreciated Smoot in practice because I said, uh, I just told Chick that I'll, everybody wants to play football, mm-hmm. <coughs> but nobody wants to practice football. And I said, Smoot had a good time at practice. You got I us. love
0: practice. I you love got
2: practice. At, you, got, you got us going at warm-ups. And I told the bear story where you were hurt went in the locker room and come running back out and go right past me and go back out and play in corner. And so I, I, think, I think Fred Smoot was meant to play football, understood football, and I think uh, probably the best thing that happened to us is we got Fred when we went there to play there. The worst thing that happened, we let him go. Yeah. And he, he bailed on us for more money. <laughs> He goes to get more money. And then the best thing that happened is we got him back. (laughs) Yeah, because I hated it there. Like, I hated it there. that's called leaving home. The
0: grass is not always greener on the other side. And once I got over there, I was like, you know what? I'm playing football. I'm making money. But me inside, I'm not happy. I'm like, I'm not happy. Like I'm only happy back playing in Washington. I got to find me a way to get back to Washington. Do you remember me calling you saying, coach, what happens if I if I can get my if I can get them to trade me back there? Do you remember us having that conversation?
2: I do. I do remember it. And let me say this. I was all in. We 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 made a mistake when we let you let wow. you
1: there
2: too. And um I said, let's get smoot back, man. I like having smoot back. And I I think you're characters in your football team and Portis jerking on my shirt salute asking me why why are we out here in these and he would point to the pads. Yeah. (laughs) I I already know never like pads. Never like pads. I would go Clinton, we don't play in pajamas.
0: We play pads. (laughs) do, Do you remember the day that uh we was out there practicing and it was about to rain. And you was like, no, this is red skin weather. We're gonna keep on practicing. And we kept on practicing. It kept it started raining. But then it started lightning. So everybody saw the lightning, everybody started running. And I and I turned around and talked to you and I said, Coach, it took Jesus to throw lightning at us to get you to let us not
1: stop
2: practicing. <laughs> I, do, I do remember that. But, you know, the other thing, the other thing is I would tell Chick and anybody, uh, any fan that's listening. I used to, you know, when it was, we start practice, it's hotter and I'll get out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, but what do you, what can you do as a coach? You don't go out there and go, it's hot. You know what I mean? Act like a weenie. So I I would go out there and I would go, hey, it's redskin weather. Let's go. Mm -hmm. But then we would go all the way into the winter and and now it's freezing cold and washed, which it was. Yeah. You know, again, you can't go out there as a coach and be the weenie. And so I would go, hey, it's redskin weather. Let's go. And so I, Then I would hear some of the players going, hey, is it all weathers, redskin weather?
0: <laughs> yeah, It is. <laughs> all weather is redskin weather. It's hot, cold, in between, spring, fall, doesn't matter. It's redskin weather. It's football weather. Like, that's what it is. It's football weather. If you play football when it's hot you play it when it's cold you play it period and that's what i love about it like you got to play i tell my son at all the time he was i used that what you used on me my son was shoveling the driveway the other day and he was like it's freezing cold i said guess what baby that's red skin weather continue yeah. to clean that driveway out
2: <laughs> wow it is you know hey and the other thing smooth you'll re- you'll remember uh when i first went there dan asked me he says do you want a bubble and I said, "I do not want a bubble, and I said, "We're going to be outside every day uh-huh. and I do think it makes a difference. I think it makes a difference and we played great late, we really did yeah. you know in all the years almost you know it was and I think it's part of it it's just merely being out there right. and and going through it so Yeah, you have to
0: play in your environment. I think that's very important. Play in the environment that you play in. I think it helps you on Sunday. Uh, Reminds me of Marty Schottenheimer. Marty was the same way you was about it. Marty was very old school about it. If we're going to play in it, we're going to practice in it, that's the way it's going to be. And now these kids got a bubble. They sitting over there in that bubble every day right now. (laughs) That's what they doing. They running around in that bubble. But when I look at this young team, Coach, I I think you would have loved to coach this young team especially yeah. with their defensive line, because you coached Dexter Manley, Charles Mann. You had it when we had the hogs. You, you were When we dominated the trenches, you were the coach on this. And I think this team mimics your old teams.
2: Well, I you know, the thing that I feel bad about is uh, that the defense didn't get enough credit uh, in both go-arounds for me. The defense led us. It really did. Mm-hmm. It, it leads you to playoffs. It leads you to Super Bowls. And Richie, Torgy, Peck, all those guys—the first go around, and then our second go around to our defense. Defense leads you, and um, you know, I, I kind of felt like I was blessed because—and you're right—with these guys, the young young guys they got right now. I was, and talking to Ron, um, I think they got 28 young guys on that last roster group here, and a bunch of them are young. And so I, I, we were just talking about it with Chick. I think we got the right people in place now in the front office. You got Ron there. Got great confidence in him. Mm-hmm. Marty Herney coming back. Martin Mayhew. I mean, I, I think we got a great group there. And I, uh, hopefully for all Washington fans, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm, I'm the, I'm the biggest, mm-hmm. I'm the biggest fan out there. I told Chick that everybody here at the race team smooth they have to sign a waiver <laughs> that says they're only a Redskins fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, on, we're we're coach. What about the Panther fans? Come on, Coach. <laughs> no, honestly, we're, we're here. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll say the Panthers are second, but not, not close to Washington. Right.
1: Um, now,
0: and I know this is a hard, a hard subject for you, Coach. You, you coached under the moniker. You coached under the name. Now, with the name being changed, if you had to throw a name in the hat, if you had to say, you know what, since we can't be this no more, how about this? You know where I stand. I'm a big Washington Red Wolves fan. I'm a Wolves fan. I just think it works. If you had to throw a name out there, besides the the, the Washington Coach Gibbs, fighting Gibbs, what will we be? <laughs> you, know, you
2: know, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. I haven't thought one minute kind of about that. Mm-hmm. And... I, if I had my choice, I would let the fans vote on it. You know, wow. But yeah. Legitimate Redskins fans are mm-hmm. the greatest. I think it's the greatest sports fan fr- franchise in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean that. It's in the most powerful town in the world. It is. It's the most de- dedicated fan base. You know, when we go to other, when we would go to other stadiums and play, if it's bad weather, there'd be a bunch of people with no shows. Washington, there was never a show. Right. Yep. And, yep. and our fan base there was just terrific. And I, I would I would kind of probably open it up and let them, you know, put all the suggestions out there and see what they come up with. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, right okay. now, the, the leader in the books is the Washington Red Wolves. And I'm fine with it. I love to be part of a wolf pack. I think the the strength is in the pack. The strength is in the numbers. And I think it give the fans something to really rejoice with. Cause I think if you pick a mascot, it ain't just about representation. It's about what what galvanizes the fans. And I can just see FedEx Field, eighty thousand people in it. Oh, I have to chase young, get a sack on the quarterback, just howling like wolves. Uh, you got the little kids howling like wolves. You got the mom, the dads, and everybody just enjoying themselves. So I'm all about the process of letting them enjoy a game. I think if you can pick the wrong mascot, we've seen that before, because the Washington Wizards picked the wrong mascots 20 <laughs> years ago, and they're still paying the price for it. So what I'm saying is the right mascot has to be picked.
2: Okay, now check what you saw there. That's the perfect salesman. The yeah. Smoot. <laughs> you saw no the way question. he sold that. <laughs> I would I, would, I would say if I was if I was running the Redskins, I would put Smoot in charge of that name and let him sell that. No <laughs> question. I think that's what we'll be the Red Wolves. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you, well, you used to
0: let me do the rookie shows. You used to let me like take control of the rookie shows every year. Really?
2: I, to, I didn't want to get off into that because that thing got a little uh, uh kind of <laughs> edgy
1: out there, kind of edgy. We're really, running it, we smooth running it. Is there is there a story you can tell about that? No, no, but I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy the rookie show because it made me
0: closer with the rookies. Like it made me closer because I went through their process with them. They trying to figure out a way to impress the older guys and fit in. And I'm telling you, you already fit in. You're a pro athlete. I just relax and have some fun. And we're going to do this, this, and that. So I enjoyed the process, man, because I enjoyed my teammates. Like, people always ask me what I miss about the locker room. I miss Coach Gibbs, and I miss them 53 brothers from another mother. That's what I miss. I don't miss the money. I don't miss the games. I miss them, that practice, seeing them every day, having conversations with them. I think that was very important.
2: You know, you know, I had uh, to check this, you know, we we brought everybody back for a reunion five years ago, at least, you know, most of the guys came back. Mm-hmm. But in Smoot, what what you're talking about, almost every single guy that got up and talked from that first go around, I thought I was going to be the one that was emotional and it meant so much to me and the relationships and just what, just what Fred said right there, the relationships you have with the other players And almost every guy that got up, that's what they talked about. And uh, I got to tell you, it's those years. I think football, here's what football does. Football tests you mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. And there's not many things in life that test you physically like that. Mm -hmm. And so when you go through that with your teammates, You build up such respect for those other guys. Uh, And, you know, Smoot, I got uh, Thrash working with me here on the ministry. Oh, oh, James Mm -hmm. Thrash, yeah. You remember remember James would do anything you ask? Tough as
0: nails. Tough as nails. Just tell him where to go. Like James is what you call a Marine. All right, you got the Marines to do certain jobs. Right, it ain't no job that the Marines can't do. You tell James Thrash to run down as a gunner, I got you. You tell James uh, Thrash to run down on kickoff, I got you. No, James, I need you to run a go route and burn this guy and catch this ball, I got you. Hmm. Whatever it takes, That what James going to do. Like James is one of them guys. I used to love poking fun at James all the time.
2: Well, and if you think about that, that's what I mean about football, and I think that's the reason why – we all love it so much as a fan you sit back and you're kind of watching all that play out and you got the thrill of victory you got the agony of defeat you know mm-hmm. the great things that happen the tough things that happen but it tests you and as you go through that year what you do is you build up such respect for your teammates and i know this when you hand out awards mm-hmm. you know we would hand out awards after the games you know what meant most of the players? And it didn't have to be something big. Mm-hmm. What meant most of the players is you bring them up in front of their teammates and you say you're the, you know, player of the week. Mm-hmm. That The people they cared about were the people in that room. Right. Yep. You know yep. I mean? That meant the most of them because...
0: Earning their respect. Earning their respect, mean, I mean, respect, understanding that I, I, you watch me work hard every day. And I watch you get the award, and now it's my time to get the award because I work hard every day. So you, we share it. It like no matter who get it, we all share it together because we went in that weight room together, we went on that practice field together. And I tell people he got the dynamic of football that makes it so different. All right? You practice all week with teammates that's actually you're very close to, but actually still trying to take your job. Don't get it wrong. They still trying to take your job. So all week you battle each other up and down the field and then for one day on Sunday you come together to make sure that the other people don't get you fired on the other team. So it's it's, it's, it's us against the world mentality why you have these inside internal battles. So it, it, it's totally different than most jobs.
2: Okay, I- I'm going I'm to tell you my favorite story. Love it. My favorite stories. I talked Cindy into coming back with me the second time to coach. Mm -hmm. Okay, so she's there in the front office and she came from racing and now it's football and her office sat right there and she could look out on the field and watch practice. Mm -hmm. Okay, so everything's going great. (laughs) Cindy's getting to know everything. And we go through that first year and it came down to cut down date. Okay, so I'm in the office and I always, you know, I I wanted to make sure that I was the one that cut anybody that had made the team. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was my job other people could you know talk to the rookies but I wanted to talk to the veterans so I'm in my office and I'm we're going through that day and it's a horrible day it's a horrible yeah. day. you don't like that mm-hmm. and so I'm looking down at my desk and the door slams and I look up and it was Cindy and she's looking down at me and she goes what in the hell do you think you're doing she goes just like that and I look up at Cindy and I go I go what Cindy, what? She goes, you cut Jimmy Ferris? (laughs) He goes, and Smoot's laughing. She goes, I wash the window every day. I watched practice. He did everything you asked him to do. He said, what are you doing cutting Jimmy Ferris? (laughs) I hooked up, and finally I explained to her that, you know, we had the receiver situation and everything, but. I made sure I brought Jimmy Ferris back to that practice squad about three times to
0: get. I'm going to say you brought Jimmy back to your defense. You kept bringing Jimmy back. Like you kept bringing Jimmy back. Like, and nice. Jimmy did work hard, but it's such a numbers game. And that's why I always said the 53 ain't fair. I always thought it should have been like 65 players. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, I never thought the 53 was good. Cause I always said, you know, what happens is a if a quarterback gets hurt and now we got our second screen quarterback, nine third screen quarterback, like, I just never felt fifty-three was a fair a fair number, a fair assessment for it. Yeah, well, they got
1: they got the four quarterbacks this year, uh with Taylor Heineke coach, by the way. How about yeah, that it, took performance? A, it took a
2: pandemic, it took a pandemic for them to let these rules be bent.
0: Right. That's well, what I'm saying.
2: Maybe they learned something on that. You know, maybe. I think they need to expand the practice squads, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's what they did with COVID. So, you know, so.
1: Anyway. All right. So look, when I was uh, trying to book Joe, his people said, look, he's got 20, 25 minutes. We're now at the 55 minute mark. So I know coach has got stuff to do, okay. uh, but Fred, any parting words for your coach
0: coach. I love you to death. You have meant a big part in my life. You have always been a big part in my life. And I believe you are the true example of me putting things out in the atmosphere and they happen. I put you coming back in the atmosphere and it happened and you became a big part of my life so thank you so much for always just being who you are and being genuine and and teaching life lessons It's a lot of us that want to thank you for that and I start out by thanking you myself
2: no I think I think let me say this to smooth one of the greatest things that happened to me is the relationships that you build with the players now I had to be the coach and so you're in a room lots of times you're not with them but we experience so much together, and you develop a close relationship. And I gotta tell you, Smoot, you're one of the guys that hey, you call me, you need something, I'll be there. And so we got so many of our guys are that way.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: um, you know, I I want to try and follow all of them as best I can. And if you hear if anybody needs help, Smoot, you call me. Nice. All right, I will. Well, we got one guy. Might need help if
0: uh Kansas City get the whooping them. Antoine Randall coaching on their Tampa Bay, uh on their yeah. Tampa Bay sideline. We got little goat versus I mean old goat versus new goat. We'll see if if if, if halftime if I call you, that's because Randall they get beat, <laughs> they head getting
2: beat. <laughs> well, I love Randall too. Wait, hey, thank y'all. Thank you, Chick. Thank you, Smooter. Hey oh, appreciate Schmoot, it, man. Go get them, man. Hey. Thank you. You- Hey, do you still have the Rolls Royce? Hey,
0: Coach, I, I retired the Rolls Royce. So I'm a grown man now. I'm a grown man now. You know, I'm all about my kids. My, <laughs> my son is playing high school football, so I kind of like cater around that a lot. So I'm doing that a lot. He's 15 now, so I'm trying to make sure that he does what he's doing. You are loving Corey Smoot. He, 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 he likes to talk, and he likes to play football.
2: So that's, exactly. that's amazing. Amazingly, he likes to talk. <laughs> yeah, and coach,
1: and coach, for me, listen, I got a chance to cover you uh, a couple of times. Um, it is an honor for you to, to be able to, to speak with you, um, you know, from time to time to catch up with you. Um, for a guy who's, you know, in the business, uh, but you always dealt with us in a professional manner. Not all coaches do it. Um, uh, I just, it means a lot. You've been that kind of guy, and I'm certainly uh, glad that we could uh, call on you and have these great stories. And uh, Be safe, and we wish you well, man. Thank mm-hmm. you, Chip.
0: Thank you, man. And I got to come. I got to come catch one of them races, coach. I'll be down soon. Dude. Everything get back to normal. I'll That's be down to watch these cars go in a circle. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, All man. Right.
1: All right. Y'all. Thanks. Hey, thanks coach. All right. That is the hall of fame coach Joe Gibbs of the Washington franchise. I'll call it. Uh, now yeah, here with, uh, back here was Freddie Smoot. Uh, so Smoot Smoot. Um, mm-hmm. dude, how about that? Uh, that's
0: my uh, guy, man. That's yeah. my guy. He's always been there for me. Like, like, like we've been close from day one. Like, I right. used to, like, I used to pick at coach. Nobody else would talk trash to Coach Gill. Mm-hmm. I would literally knock on his door and talk trash to him constantly. <laughs> like when we warmed up, like if we warming up and we scratching and stuff, everybody else quiet, not me. I'm always jabbering, and I'm going right at coach. You know, coach real offensive minded, right? So mm-hmm. he he really hands on with the offense. So I'm I I get the nagging I'm like mm, your office had every bit of of a snail trail yesterday. You had 5 plus yards. What you going to do today? Cuz I got Greg as my coordinator So right. Greg really aggressive. So we just like just have these battles and I think just me and him talking and all that we got very very close. Like I used to literally walk down to the practice field with coach all the
1: time. Um all right. So that is Joe Gibbs uh and he would before you uh, arrived uh, and by the way, he, he just texted me. He's expecting uh, your fine to be sent via. Oh, uh, no, no. Venmo. He meant it
0: about that $2,000. Like oh,
1: he meant it. oh, believe me. When I told him, I said, well, Fred's not here yet. He goes, oh, that's Fred. That's that's what I remember. Um, <laughs> although, you late to, although you weren't late to meetings. Um, uh, he said he wouldn't. He, he doesn't have a choice uh, as far as uh, who's going to win, which I didn't really ask him. But I'm asking about the, the two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did ask him about Tom Brady, whether or not he was the greatest of all time. And he said, mm. I can't make that stipulation because of all the different eras of football, which from, from a guy you, that which, says which that. But smart. I tell gosh. people that all the time. It's never
0: a greatest because I could take a Walter Payton and put him in uh, 2021 running the ball and right. nobody can tackle him. I can put a Jim Brown here. Yeah. And like so, you can't tell me who. And then how the hell are you gonna tell me who's the best football player when it's twenty four positions? And yes. I I'm mean, I'm, and I'm counting kicker and punter. Oh, that's nice of you. That's right. Nice like, so you. at the end of the day, you can't say who's the greatest because just because you're the best quarterback don't make you the best football player. All right? Because to be said, I can say well, for every Joe Montana, there's a Jerry Rice. Right. All right. So for every Joe Montana, there's a left tackle that gets no love for making sure he never gets sacked. So it's not simple as basketball. I think basketball is that simple. Five people, one person can dominate, and one person can be the best. And you can clearly see Michael Jordan is the best. All right. Football is not like that. It's too much. It's the ultimate team sport. So how could you try to find out who's the best individual in the actual team sport? Right. It's too hard to do.
1: coming up. We got uh, Scott Hansen from uh, the face of NFL red zone here in a minute. Um, how close did you get to a Super Bowl?
0: Never. I got as close as a snail <laughs> gets to running a hundred miles. Like I'm gonna tell people all the time. My homeboy, Antoine Winfield, yeah, who I played with in Minnesota, his son is a rookie. And he's playing in a Super Bowl in his rookie That's
1: year. That's amazing. Me and yeah.
0: Antoine was talking. We were like, we played a combined hundred years. We didn't get close to playoff a
1: Playoff two- game? Yeah, the, the playoffs. I
0: got one playoff game, and that was with Coach Gibbs. Okay. I like, you don't get close. These things are not prom- See, Tom Brady makes people think that Super Bowls are a gimme. Right. Because we've seen him play in, what, 10?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is number 10.
0: No, Super Bowls don't go that way. Like, I, I play with guys that play 15 years, never played in a super bowl, never right. played in a playoff game. It's like, man, these are a blessing. They're a blessing, and, and that's what makes Tom Brady a blessing.
1: So when you watch the Super Bowl, having played the game at the level you played at, is there a bit of you that just goes,
0: Man, this how did I don't know. I cry inside. I cry
1: inside.
0: I cry inside because yeah. That's like the epitome. That's like reaching the mountaintop. That's the mountaintop of sports. You want to know what's the most popular end game? It's not the NBA finals. Those seven games. It's right. the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. It's the ultimate. Uh million dollars for seven seconds of commercial. It's the Super Bowl bowl it's the epitome you want your family to watch you play in the super bowl you dream of playing in the super bowl like everything comes to that game and when you get when you get in the league a reality hits you like hmm, forget a super bowl i might not even play in playoff games like if the reality hits you that it ain't just about me it's about the other 52 and that's the key the best team plays in the super bowl not the best individuals
1: all right, we're going to talk about the game specifically here, but first, it's time now for our next guest, Mr. Scott Hansen. Let's welcome in the host of the NFL Red Zone and a guy who I knew was perfect for this role because <laughs> back in the day, at well, I guess it was still Comcast Sportsnet, right, Scott? Back in the day, yeah, yep. uh, Um, You know, it would be the first weekend of football. And we're all sitting at our desk, you know, getting ready for the shows, blah, blah, blah. And like, it'd be like Martine Gramatica would kick a field goal, the first points of the season. And there goes Hanson <laughs> running down the aisle going there is. first three points of the season, you're like, what's, what's he on? What is he on? But that red zone, when we get to other stuff but the red zone, if there is a perfect vehicle, a perfect match. It is Scott Hansen and the Red Zone. That's, what, 2009. How much fun have you had doing that show?
3: Oh, well, as much fun as, I, as I'm as i going to have here over the next several minutes, reuniting <laughs> with an old friend in Chick Hernandez and <laughs> reuniting with one of my favorite soundbite machines of all mm-hmm. time that I've ever covered in the NFL, one Mr. Fred Smoot. Great to be with you, fellas. Yeah.
0: Hey, first of all, Scott, like I told you, I had to bring it back up. I, we was talking, I said Scott was before his time. Like I could see that because my trash talking was before his time. I understand I always felt out of place, but in phase, meaning I was supposed to be there, but I'm out of place because I'm like no one else. And that's what you brought to the red zone. Could you tell us how you felt working with Chick who turned out to be the regular guy
3: and you special? Oh, no, no, see, I don't look at it like that at all. But I do remember, what Chick brought up at the beginning here, I remember getting shushed by the rest of the newsroom because they'd be focused on, right. Our two mid Atlantic NFL teams, rightly so, even right. Redskins and then the Ravens, of course, but I'd be yelling about, Hey, Hey, Adrian Peterson has hundred yards in the first half in Minnesota. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh! Uh, Des Bryant and Tony Romo are clicking here right now in Dallas. I'd always have my eyes everywhere across the mm-hmm. NFL. So kind of to what Chick said, yeah, I think hosting a show that where you don't watch one game, you watch eight, nine, ten games simultaneously mm-hmm. has kind of married with my my football mania. And, and it's mm-hmm. legit. It's true. I get yeah. that fired <laughs> up about the game.
1: <laughs> uh, folks who don't know, and I'm sure anybody you know, look, Hanson's now just a global product. Um, oh, yeah. know, people are doing Instagrams or impersonating him. Uh, for those who don't know, the guy was uh, played football at Syracuse. Marvin Harrison was uh, a teammate of his. You still talk with him at all? I
3: saw him at the Super Bowl last year. You know, they roll out the Hall of Famers for various, you know, luminary events. Yeah, it was last year. Marv's a pretty quiet guy, pretty reserved guy in public, even to his old college teammates. But Marv and I had two things in common at at Syracuse University. I was a senior. I'm pretty sure yeah, I was a senior when he was a freshman. I was still on the scout team as a senior. And Mm -hmm. here's this skinny little freshman coming out of Philadelphia that he had quicks and he looked like he had great hands, but nobody knew what he was going to become. But he was a true freshman and he weighed a buck nothing, so they mm-hmm. registered him. So on the scout team, I played everything. They put me at all the defensive back positions. They put me at all the wide receiver positions, whatever I could help do to help out the team. So in certain scenarios during practice, it would be two wide receivers set, Marvin Harrison on the right, Scott Hansen on the left. <laughs> and I'm like, Marv we. We combined for a lot of NFL touchdowns through the year. But, Scott, I got to ask you, because we have
0: a house guy who's an orange man. How do you feel that Syracuse has been voted top five worst names in college football, worst mascots
3: in college? Where did you see that list? We have an amazing mascot. No, not really. Okay. Well, Otto the Orange. First of all, I yeah. didn't know it. I, I didn't know you are. You are. Oh yeah, I'm an orange. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now, are you, <laughs> you say you're an orange because I go back far enough. I still say I'm an orange man.
2: Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I wish. I wish I could say that, but no, I have. I have
1: to say I'm an orange. So, in your, in your, in your world of worlds, Scott Hanson, uh, the face of NFL Red Zone. Did you ever think that your bathroom habits? Would be the topic of national interest, and the fact that I don't think Hanson he takes win during the show, and it became a thing. And I I'm sitting there watching this transpire, and I'm going, "This has to be the most bizarre thing that I've seen." An anchor. Was it, was it
0: worse than me doing the number two in Dan Schneider's house? Is it worse than that? I'm sorry. What? Was it worse what? than me doing the number two at a Christmas party at Dan's house? That's how we became so close. I let Welcome him know the story truth, time with Fred Smoot. Tell us this. Yeah, all right, it was my tough- first year. It was my work year, all right? It was my rookie year. Of course, Dan I always throw a Christmas party at his house. He always throw one for the player where he used to, all right? So this Christmas, it was my first Christmas party there. I'm just enjoying it with Stephen Davis and the rest of the fellas, of course. Some I ate didn't agree with me. My stomach was still cheap at the time. One used to reach people food, you know, so it kind of it kind of hit the wrong intestine. So I got two decisions to make now: do I continue to drink and suffer the consequences on the highway home, or do I just expose to this problem right here in a house with twenty bathrooms? So that's what I do. I'm pretty fast and I'm pretty quick. I disappeared found one of those 20 bathrooms, broke it in. Then like three weeks later, me and Dan was talking and I told him the truth. And he laughed about it. He said, nobody ever told me that. And we've been close ever since. Wow. Did he ask you which one of the 20 that you used? He, did, he didn't. He just, he couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so therefore, he didn't even worry about bathroom. And then I'm telling him, why would you even worry about which bathroom it is with the cyclone technique the water does in your house, the high pressure <laughs> that you have in your house?
3: Chick, I'm picturing oh, the scene gosh. from Dumb and Dumber when Jim Carrey. Yeah. Come- <laughs> Woo!
1: Yes. Do yes.
3: not go his way. Um, yes. Go- Great air freshener. Great
0: air freshener. Right,
1: so, so from number two to number one, and you're and you. I mean, yeah. seriously, you you have it, to be thinking, okay, why is this such a thing? And, and you, you know, know what? Did, Look at
3: we did we all work- first or no. We all work in a public industry. It's better that they know something and that there's a hook. It's it's not the worst hook in the world. There are way worse ones. But yeah, I look, at I I went to Syracuse University, as we've established. I walked on the football team and cultivated my knowledge of our, our favorite game. I graduated with honors from one of the highest broadcasting schools in the country. I worked my way up and everything and have tried to do it the right way, and yet my public persona has been boiled down to being the man on national television with the greatest bladder integrity. <laughs> and so I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. If if they yeah. it, because here's why. Everybody two things. Everybody seems fascinated with it and everybody thinks they're the first person to talk about it. Like literally every week I've been doing mm-hmm. the show for 12 years, every week I get hit up by somebody going, hey, my girlfriend and I love the show. And we sit there for seven hours and we go to the bathroom two or three times during the show, and you are always still talking. We wondered, when do you go to the bathroom? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I, I, I get, I'm like, you can Google Scott Hansen and bathroom, and I guarantee you there are you'll oh, yeah. get over a million hits. Yeah. That's over, how they relate yeah. to you, Scott. That's how they yeah. relate to you. It's the most
0: human thing. We, 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 we all do it. We eat the number one, the number two. That's how they connect with you. Like, I know this guy might not be human. You might be Martian if you don't have to pee for seven miles, Scott.
3: I'm with you. I, I, I value my professional requirements more than I do my biological necessities. <clears throat> I yeah, sacrifice America, I sacrifice for you each and every you've, Sunday. You've gone once, right? Once in 12 years? Yeah, I took a bathroom break and I took a bathroom break. What was it was like five years ago and no one would have known. I just ran down the hallway, did my thing and, you know, and came back. But I sent out a tweet because I figured everybody's so interested in it. Maybe, you know, it's not like I can't take a bathroom break. It's just, I don't want to, because I don't want to miss any great moments in the show. Right. So I, just, right. I dehydrate myself and I, and I stay locked in. But this one time I wasn't feeling really well. So I went down the hallway, did my thing, came back and I tweeted about it. It was my most liked and favorited tweet of, of the however 15 years I've been on Twitter. And then here's the wow. kicker. Kornheiser and Wilbon, on pardon the interruption, PTI, yep. led their show with it the next day. So that was Sunday, I That's tweeted about it and you know how they start their show? Pardon the interruption, yeah. but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony, your boy, Scott Hansen from NFL Red Zone, mm-hmm. he went to the bathroom for the first time yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm Tony Kornheiser, amateur. You got to keep a lemonade jug underneath the desk. And he holds <laughs> yes. oh, a lemonade God. jug. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, whoa, this thing has totally gone beyond anything I could have fathomed, you know, fathomed that everybody's fascinated with.
0: Then what I was about to ask you, why not carry a Smoot? exo bladder. My family uses this for functions like football games, uh, barbecues, family reunions. This allows you to keep going all through the day only to fill up your exo bladder and and you empty it when you're ready. I've watched my family watch a jamboree of football for (laughs) seven consecutive hours and nobody went to the bathroom.
3: Okay. I don't bring that into the studio, Mr. Smoot, for the same reason you didn't bring it to Dan Snyder's mansion. (laughs) No use for it. I have no use for it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, a, a proper setting and you don't want to, you know, you wouldn't want No, I've, I've heard every joke in the book. I've heard every joke in the book. And uh, yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't get it. I mean, I guess I do get it. But like I said, I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to embrace it. It just, if that's mm-hmm. what I'm known for, as long as people enjoy the show and they think it's hilarious and some people still doubt, they think I'm lying about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well... There are witnesses to the fact that I am staying in the studio the entire time. Don't Mm -hmm. eat, don't drink, and don't go to the bathroom. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, there we are. It's the same way with the red lobster. I said the red lobster about about Coach Shanahan,
0: and the whole United Mm -hmm. States just caught on fire with the red lobster. Like, that's that's what it was. Uh,
1: Look, you get a chance to, uh, and the NFL network will give us more than 70 hours of live Super Bowl week coverage uh, throughout the week. Normally you go and, you know, your big mug is on the big screen and it's just an unbelievable experience. This year is going to be odd. It's been odd already, obviously. And you've been in studio for the season. You're supposed to go to Tampa and do this. How different is that going to be and how different has this been?
3: Well, a couple of things. One. I've got a COVID test sitting on my kitchen island over here that I'm going to take in, in a matter of moments and submit the first of, I think, two or three that I need to take this week to be able to fulfill my NFL duties. I am going to fly to Tampa, uh, but I'm not going to go. Usually I'm at, on site at the Super Bowl for eight days. I'm only going to be there for like three days this year and you know, locked down on the hotel. But I am going to be hosting hosting the Super Bowl So, if by any chance someone's watching this that is going to have a ticket and be in the stadium, I'm the host who goes up on the big screen and kind of welcomes everyone. And while everyone watching on TV is watching commercials, I pop up, I do highlights, I do other Mm -hmm. things like that to fill in the fill in the gaps in the stadium. It's a great Mm -hmm. gig, but it's going to be different this year. Different. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, I don't know if I can tell you this one. No, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. It'll air in a few days. Air in a few days. (laughs) The halftime show is going to be different this year. You'll, okay. you'll, all I can tell you is that. The halftime show is going to be different, not only a different performer. The weekend is coming, as everybody knows, to, to do the halftime show. But it's mm-hmm. going to be – the nature of it's going to be different, and, and it's because of pandemic life, basically. Wow. Now, I got to ask you this, Scott. I'm going to to put you on the spot here.
0: Uh-oh. We're talking about the goat of goats, the old goat, the billy goat. The guy don't you ever bet against against (laughs) a brand-new goat fresh out the wrapper. And what makes them difference is when we judge Tom, we judge him about his accomplishments. When we judge Pat Mahomes, he is what a goat looks like. He throws like a goat. He moves like a goat. Everything he he went in the first round, everything about him says you're supposed to be special. Now, I'm a bad man. This is one of the hardest bet games I think, and the only reason I'm going with Kansas City is because continuity. They've been together. They was, you know, they, they they know the ins and out. They've been behind together. They've been in front together. I'm just gonna have to say the great equalizer is Tom just got there. This is gonna be the great equalizer in this game. If you had to pick, Scott, where you leaning and why? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you're on Kansas City officially. I'm, I'm officially I'm um, Kansas. City. I got to go with what's been there. Because it ain't too much that break this team apart. Good defense is not great. Yeah. Uh, good running games not great. Both yeah. team can move the ball. Both team can make plays. Special teams cancel each other out. Now I got to go to coaching. Two coaches. Mm-hmm. Andy just I get Andy the nod and I give him the nod because
3: him and Patrick been together. Okay. And I was. Um, Kansas City was not shocking, but Kansas City was my pick at the beginning of the year. I just thought with. With COVID, you know, running rampant, and no training camp as we know it, no no preseason as we know it, that the best team from last year with the best quarterback is probably going to keep rolling. But what I've seen Tom do is just it's the big it's the best story in football over the last eight months, from the day that it was announced that the Brady Belichick Patriots dynasty was over, until him climbing the mountain again. And going on the road in, in Green Bay in a frozen game with a bunch of guys from from Tampa, Florida, where they're practicing in eighty degrees, which that is a factor. Don't no one can tell me that's not a factor when a, oh, it when is. a warm weather team travels to a January cold playoff site and goes in there and beats the MVP of this year and Aaron yep. Rodgers. It, it's mm-hmm. uh, I, I, look, at, the greatest quarterback of all time argument has been already put to bed. No one can tell me otherwise. No, no. I think you better. can make a. A greatest football player argument. If you want to pick someone else besides Brady, but you have got to make a strong argument, he wins mm-hmm. this one. I think there's a Michael Jordan or Tom Brady argument, literally okay. as, as the greatest. this, this are saying a lot now. they saying it is, a lot. Saying an unbelievable amount. That being said, you asked me for a prediction. I can't go against Mahomes. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't. I can't go against Brady. But if I have to, I, right. I Mahomes plays a different sport. Mm -hmm. He with his with his arm, his legs, his mind, everything. He can test and stress a defense anywhere on the field. Vertically,
0: horizontally. He's Steph Curry. He's the Steph Curry. That's a good analogy. NFL. How far do you want? How far do you want to go out? How far do you want it from? When, when I step into the building, I'm open. Then when Steph Curry steps in the building, from the bathroom, he yep. is open. And yep. that's different. Defense is not used to it. It stresses us out. I, I sit back and I watch him sometimes put the defense at stress, not with his feet, with his eyes. And he'll mm-hmm. literally stay looking where other quarterback had to take that last second to look and go and see what they're throwing, he won't do that. And guess what? We will will literally relax on the backside corner, and we Mm -hmm. won't play as tight as we usually do. And I watch him throw it right in there. And it's it's, it's like time and time and over again, he repeats these things. And like you said, Tom has never won without Belichick. And I called him the evil empire for a reason. Dark Vader was great, but he was nothing without Palpatine. And now (laughs) Palpatine and Dark Vader have broken up and that's why I got to go with Big
3: Andy, Dandy Reed. I, I, I just got to. I, I, I feel you. And I do think it's going to be close. Obviously, I hope for a close game, hope for a close high-scoring game, just entertainment-wise. Yeah. But I think the Eric Fisher injury, the left yeah. tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs knocked out in the AFC title game and done with an uh, Achilles, with with Shaq Barrett coming, JPP yeah, coming, for, and what they did against Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers mobility is a lot like Patrick Mahomes. If you lined up Mahomes and Rodgers and had them run a 40 yard dash, neither one of them is probably going to break four seven. Yeah, seven. Not not, they're good. not Kyler Murray running yeah. the ball or certainly not Lamar running the ball, but they're so effective running the ball. They never take a false step. They know when to run out mm-hmm. and the pass rush got home routinely on Rodgers. I think Mahomes is going to take some sacks in this game. And I, and if, if somehow they can get a paw on it and knock it out and, and force a turnover it like, I think that's going to be a big factor in this game with a new, oh, Les- I, I, like
1: fa- I like the fact that it's two weeks for Pat Mahomes toe to get better. And Tyreek Hill with over pursuit might be a deadly weapon. Uh, getaway question because I know Scott, your time is, uh, you know, you got to get going. Um, so this is a guy guys who ran with the bulls in Pamplona. Okay. So Scott Hanson, uh, you will go down on the, in the uh, on the Mount Rushmore of sports anchors when it comes to the red zone. What's next for Scott Hansen besides the red zone? What do you want to do? Mm. Mm.
0: He's going to come with question. me. He's going to come well, with me and become a media a Jedi. He's going to become a media Jedi, and I will teach him the Force.
3: That's that's Smoot's second Star Wars. Yeah, have effort. you been watching he getting, Star Wars? He <laughs> A Fox Disney kickback here? Like I, you must have gone
1: on a Star Wars binge recently. The pandemic, man. It's the pandemic. It's got to the brain. We talk every now and again throughout the year, especially around Thanksgiving. Um, should we tell, uh, it, should we tell the audience? Very, that they, these guys, know. So Scott will text me uh, Thanksgiving night, basically somewhere in the evening, and say, that time, right?
3: Is it that time? And he'll
1: just mm-hmm. is that time. It's the it's fellas, it's the turkey sandwich with the mayonnaise and the salt and mm-hmm. pepper on the white bread.
3: That's what it, so is. The origin what of this, it is. And, and the, the milk rice.
0: with the chopped ice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Scott, you know he drink milk with ice now. He's taking it to the next level. He's officially old he, he's somebody That's else. He's somebody great great
1: granddad. It's about the cold contrast to the turkey sandwich, man. Come on.
3: Here you so chick and I did we were working it must have I don't know if it was a Thanksgiving Day show, but it was Thanksgiving week. And Chick and I co-anchored shows for for a handful of years when I was in Mid Atlantic. Um, and you know, commercial time we end very. Maybe it was on camera, I don't know, but we were doing crosstalk about. All right, so which favorite? What's your favorite part about Thanksgiving? What's your favorite side? You know, is it the dressing or whatever? Da 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 da. And and Chick, everyone was everyone. We did the camera folks and everybody, and they were saying, okay, the dressing, the the mashed potatoes, blah 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 blah. Chick goes, it's Thanksgiving night. It's the turkey sandwich Thanksgiving night. As great as the meal is in the middle of the day, mm-hmm. that night, little mayo, a little salt pepper, I think you said, something like that, and yep. wet it, wipe yep. it, good night it, Chick's favorite. That's steak. right. That's right. And, and so I after I left Mid-Atlantic, third Thanksgiving, you know, you're, you're just counting your blessings and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, Chick, he's you just, look, it's eight o'clock at night. It's just about time. To for chick to be hitting that sandwich, so I started texting him, and it's a tradition every year on Thanksgiving. We've done it for over a decade now, I think. Well, it's a don't ask unlike milk milk any other with ice, so you can go really <laughs> join. The open I'm gonna door. add, I'm gonna add that, I'm gonna remember that. I'm gonna add that for you.
1: <laughs> Top ice and milk, Scott Hansen, uh, face of the NFL Red Zone man. Hey, listen, great to catch up with you. I love you, buddy. I'm so proud of what you've done and how you've turned that into the it's really. It's the NFL Network, but it's really Scott Hansen
3: uh, that uh, uh, makes that thing run.
1: So, man, we really, really appreciate your time. Enjoy Super Bowl week down there in your old stomping grounds.
3: Chick, I appreciate it. Always great to be on with you. Great to see you. Uh, Fred, take care. Cy, si, take care. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: All right, so that's Scotty Hansen, my old friend. Uh, the guy, he, just, he, he knocks it out of the park, by the way. he's He is built hey, for that job. There's, the there's DMV, nobody better for it.
0: The DMV. How should I say nurtures so so much TV and radio talent. Much mm-hmm. I, I think I think the process of becoming a national talent you have to come through the DMV right. like you have to do a small stint here to see where you lay with the, the top of the top. Right. And right. Scott was always one of them guys, and it take a major network to find this is the perfect guy for that right. type job. Like right. nobody else can beat him in red zone. Mm-hmm. Like me, myself, I can't go sell my opinion pen. I, like <laughs> he, he, not only is he talented, he got a bladder from Mars. So yes, he does. That, that allows people to find their niche and his niche is that red zone.
1: I think that's his book title, Bladder from Mars. When he writes <laughs> his book, finally, Bladder from <laughs> Mars. That is spectacular. I'm going to suggest that to him. I'll text it to him. Bladder from Mars. I'm writing it down right now. That's impressive. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talent here. Unfortunately, uh, Chicken Smoot, apparently not good enough for radio. No, no, yes, we are. We,
0: we, no, we're just turning the page. Chick. Are we? Okay. We're turning, the page, we're turning the page. And if you got an interesting book, the chapters are different. All right? The chapters yep. are different. Yep. And now we're just on a late chapter, brother. We're fine. We've uh, we, Come on. Who haven't we worked for in this city? That's I, good worked oh, 6, 7, uh, yep. I worked for 106 oh six67 uh, 980. I worked for NBC, Comcast, all of yep. them did it all, yep. did it all. Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. We're just taking our own destiny and we're putting it in our hands. Don't, don't, all the other stuff don't work. I, I'm not worried about the other stuff.
1: No, I'm not worried either. I'm having fun. Um. All right, so the game. It's Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Tampa, Casey. Um, it's the defending champions, Fred. Yeah. You yeah. come in, got to come in with a little bit of the swagger because they've been there, done that recently, versus a team, an organization that hasn't been there in forever, but their leader is... The dog. He's the dude. Who and they're the playing at to? home.
0: Don't forget they're playing at home, too. Yeah, the first team. It,
1: how much is it a home game? They can't even shoot their cannons off in the pregame or during the game.
0: I, I, I'm so happy that they they make them put them cannons down. I hate playing in Tampa and them letting them <laughs> cannons lose. Like, two places do it. Like, Tom is so, he thinks so quick. Because if you play in New England and they score, they let them cannons loose. You play in Tampa and they score, they let them cannons loose. He's used to those cannons. He revolves around those cannons. But when I look and I think about this game, because I said if I'm a betting man and I'm betting my last on this and I need to win this, Mm -hmm. what's the difference in these teams? The the Kansas City Chief has this. They got the Chicago Bulls, Michael Jordan-esque feel to them. Right. They, They have this. It ain't just Mike. I got Scotty, I got Dennis, it's it's, it's a lot of us. Like, you gotta take us down. You can't just beat us, you got to beat us. So I said, what's different about this team? I don't think different about this team is Tom is in his first year, where Andy and Pat been together for the duration, right? right? Other than that, these defenses are the same, these running games are the same, and we got a a old GOAT and we got a new GOAT. All right, so now what's the determining factor? That one been with the team, longer than the other. That's it. So mm-hmm. that's a three-point game, and it's going in Kansas City's way.
1: I'll give you that too. I'm gonna go with Pat Mahomes and KC. I think Tyreek Hill, because what happens in Super Bowls is and he, you know, he's been big throughout his career. We've seen oh, he's other, unstoppable. We, we, we've seen other smaller guys in a in a not smaller uh, size-wise, but we've seen lesser-known athletes have like the game of their lives the, I think of Timmy Smith with the Washington franchise. Um, oh yeah. Who's the freaking uh, Cowboys corner? Who's-
0: hey, so, so you gonna say Lavion Bell is gonna be the one that pops out and hell? No, I,
1: no, I still think Ty. I think Tyreek because I think what happens is, is you're so hypersensed that there's gonna be some over pursuit going on, and Tyreek with his speed is like, dude, stop it, right? He's unstoppable. He's unstoppable. He I'm sorry.
0: If I'm a corner and Tyreek lies up in front of me, first of all, I'm gonna pray. Second of all, I'm gonna yeah. start saving money. Third of all, I'm gonna make sure don't nobody watch this TV that today <laughs> because it's not gonna be pretty. Man, I've never seen a guy with that that much speed, that yep. much balance, and
1: really balance and is key. runs
0: like a running back. He right. runs like a running back. So I'm right. gonna ask myself, do I want to tackle him off a hitch, or do I want to tackle him 30 yards down the field when he running past me? Mm-hmm. He's just dead unstoppable. So for tall corners. He's a problem because short guys are always a problem for us anyway. Right? For guys, this is height. He's gonna run through you. How how you gonna stop him? You can't stop him. And Andy Reid is his coach. Andy Reid plays with toys all the time. He's the guy. Don't you give him no toys? Right. He would never leave his toy room. He just right. plays with him the whole time.
1: I think the other thing is the tight end position, and, and Travis Kelsey's gonna do well. But because it is the Super Bowl, well, who's Tom's guy? He hasn't done much all season. But Gronk came up big oh, in the playoffs. Shows
0: up in, in Super Bowls. This, this, this right? is when he
1: shows up. That's what I'm saying. I think, I think Tom will rely on him a little bit because he's seen other one of his couple of his guys drop some balls, and if that happens, Tom's like, no, nah, "I'm not even doing this shit. I'm throwing right to my guy. I know who has got mitts the size of freaking hey, Antonio teammates.
0: Brown." Nobody's talking about Antonio Brown because he's been hurt.
1: Hopefully but Antonio, he's Antonio Brown. Right. He's
0: used to the big games. He's fine with it. And and you got to ask yourself, who is the third cornerback for Kansas City going to be on? Is he yeah. going to be on Godwin I mean, Godwin. Yeah. Uh, is he going to be on Antonio Brown? That tells me a lot because I'm not putting my third corner on Antonio Brown.
1: No, and I think Antonio, a nice two-week rest. I think, uh, yeah. you know, it's like watching, you know, he could be with a broken leg. He could be, be Errol Owens playing with a broken leg. I think in this game, it's going to be different. All right, well, look, we'll, we'll find out uh, where you're watching the game.
0: Uh, I'm going to watch the game at home, man. It's one yeah. of those years. It's one of those things. Yep. Get them hot wings. Get them chips. Get that dip. Get that drink. Sit there and just enjoy yourself. Because I didn't know what to do last weekend. Yeah. Literally. No, yeah. no No. football. I was just sitting nice. there like, is something wrong? Do I need to take a walk or something? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, right. I had to really redo my Sunday.
1: Yeah. Uh, I just got done with the physical, by the way. Um, How did it guys, go? Uh, I think Doc uh, might have used his whole fist. Just gonna say oh, out. so you got
0: their prostate work though
1: oh I was like hey uh how long are you gonna... <laughs> I'm like how long are you gonna be there doc uh hey let's uh let's wrap this up now shall we <laughs> my god my so you God. Feel like
0: you that you feel like you got sexually uh, assaulted. In there. You know, the, and
1: the funny thing is, you know, I'm at that age where you get it every, you know, every every physical. I'm trying to explain to my oldest son, who's 22 years old, this is going to happen at some point to you. And he's just like, oh, oh, no, it's not. I went, oh, yes, it is. It's going to happen. And you have to be ready for it. You, you're never ready for I it, though. For it. Like, no.
0: I don't think I'm ready for it's it. Like, I don't think I'm ready for
1: it. It's never happened to you? You never had it done yet?
0: I'm 41. No.
1: Oh, boy. Well, wait, wait for that one. Well, here's the thing. Uh, am I, I gonna
0: be, am I gonna walk in there fresh smooth and walk out Dennis Rodman? Are you yes, telling it's me it's quite sir?
1: possible? It's quite possible. Because uh, uh, it's all the, right, all right. It's the it's the phrase. Look, we could, I mean this is this is what our podcast is. It's the phrase that no guy wants to hear. All right, sir. Or not sir, because they're they're very familiar with you at this point. Uh, yep. all right, so uh need you to you know uh drop your trousers and uh bend over the table. And okay. And so you're sitting there very, 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 very vulnerable and here's the moment of truth, and I've had a couple different doctors do this. I had one who decided at the moment of truth, he says the following phrase, you're going to feel a little pressure, and here comes the pressure, and then he just goes, so how about them wizards? And what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do at that point? I'm not ready to talk. I'm trying to get through this. I'm trying to get through this. It's like, I don't need this. Ridiculous. I've had a female doctor whose fingernails were a little bit too long. Now, they wear gloves, but I'm like, "Um, you got to get a manicure. Uh, You're cutting
0: you a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is like, hey, uh, that ain't fun. And then, uh, but this time, it was a little bit longer.
0: Have you ever ate corn today?
1: Oh, stop it. No, stop it. No, and you know, that's what my son asked. He goes, my son said, "Well, what if you just, you know, shard on. Yes, evacuate. I'm like, no, you're not even concerned about that. You're just trying to get through the moment. Fortunately, it's a... Five seconds or less moment for the most part, um, and you're like, okay, and you know, let's go. Um, then, you, but then you, you feel you feel a little violated. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. You feel a little violated, I, and then you I know. don't
0: know. You know, I'm just hoping like most things age out in life. I'm hoping that age out, and they come up with a new technology where they just put a, a sometimes no. stomach eye back, and they can see it. No. Like I hope technology hope. Uh, outweighs it by time that I get to the point that I have to be literally. You're 41? Evacuated. You're 41? I don't
1: want it. You're 41?
0: I'm 41.
1: Yeah, you got 9 years or you could go early if you want. They could, uh, you know, you no, could I'm do not, early. I'm not
0: volunteering. I'm not volunteering <laughs> for this. Shit. Like I'm not jumping in line trying to cut line. No, let me in there. No, I'm not.
1: It's not like cutting the vaccine line. You don't want to do
0: that. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't want to do that. Like, hey, I'm hoping in 9 years, like mm-hmm. I said, somebody sitting at home like, you know what? I'm tired of getting my butt uh uh intruded on i'm yeah. gonna make an invention that can literally look through and see what it need to see somebody's gonna figure it out it yeah. always happens
1: and at some point i unfortunately have not had that uh luxury and so i i uh yeah anyway all right so that's the uh the end of my end and the end of the that's your opinion podcast and boy what a turn we just took here my god um, yeah yeah
0: we went from talking to the apostle I, seriously to- yeah, to literally talking about butt intruders.
1: Yeah, it's Hall of Fame to Hall of Shame. That's yeah, terrible.
0: That's what it's about, man. That's what you get on this show. You get realness. All right? You get realness. That's well, it.
1: And I suggest that all males over the age of 40 go ahead and get their prostrate checked.
0: No, uh, don't, don't let him do you 10 years earlier. Just to be 50, safe. 50. All right? 50.
1: Not, yeah, not 50 40. is a number, but you can go earlier. It, it, it isn't like bad things don't happen before 50. They do. So No, you know, the saying- only thing
0: that happened bad before 50 is the voice. All right, other than that, you're fine.
1: <laughs> All right, for uh, Fred Smoot, I'm Chick Hernandez. You've been listening to That's Your Opinion. We thank our guest, Scott Hansen of the NFL Red Zone, and the Hall of Famer, your coach. He was so badass, he coached you twice. I'm he not coached sure what he me
0: twice, and not only did he coach me twice, he coached other guys that took black and white pictures before he coached oh. me. Like, when I say coach is a badass man and a very genuine person, he is everything that's been said about him. And that's why he's leading NASCAR. He he literally went, won the Super Bowl in the NFL, then went to NASCAR and kicking everybody. That showed that he just knows how to lead. Some people are natural leaders. Joe Gill. And I call him the Joseph. I don't even call him Joe Gill. The Joseph is the truth.
1: That's your opinion. And
3: that is fact. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.